Good morning. Welcome to Color Me Happy. Here is your weekly dose of inspiration. Um, I'm actually coming to you from just outside of Victoria. It's a little place called Bear Mountain. Um, it's nice if you like golfing, <laughs> which I I get to hole seven and I'm like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I like to be in nature. Um, and good for you if you like golfing. But there's lots of hiking trails right outside the doors here. It's really cool. Um, and lots of oceans and like stops around Victoria to see. We went hiking yesterday and then like to this big opening of the ocean and like the beach that goes on for ever. And there's like little tide pools and um, what was it? Witty's, Witty's Lagoon and then Witty's Beach. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. I'm on vacation, but I still want to podcast with you. But Teddy found me, of course. Um, anyway, I have a really cool guest on this week. Uh, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. I have a great quote. I'm like totally obsessed. And if you know this, if you've read my book, because I quote him so much, I often get um, I pull things from my book for our weekly inspiration because I spent years writing it and there's so much in there that I find that I'm repeating myself anyways and I'm like oh I actually spoke about that in my book and I gave people the tools and cues in the book <laughs> to you know um, get inspired and take action so it's um, here is one of my favorite quotes by Jim Carrey. Fear is going to be a player in your life, but you have to decide how much you can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future. But all there will ever be is what is happening here in the decisions we make in the moment, which are based in either love or fear. And this Finn, you're naked and I have a camera on. So just step back. Thank you. Um, <laughs> And I'm here with my three boys and my husband. So four boys. Uh, anyway, I want to put this out. So I think it's really important. Um, so this really um, resonated, especially when I was doing this. Uh, it actually turned out to be 3,082 square feet mural project. And at first, uh, when we talked about the subject matter being um, truth and reconciliation, uh, I sat in that for a while and like as, as much as my heart um, wanted to help uh, it was like I could not do it alone at all like th that was not something I could tackle alone and um, so I sat in fear like what will people think what would what would happen and um, it it froze me it it, it put me into a place of um, like self-loathing, um, small self-worth. And I have grown so much since then and made so many, um, realizations and it, it, it was a huge lesson. And, and these things are, these experiences are meant to strengthen us in a way. Um, that's why we go through them. And I learned that when you open your heart and you choose love, how it can be a huge expander in your life, uh, specifically when you decide to let other people in. So that whole concept of, um, uh, you know, 
collaboration over competition and what that can mean it can what that means and what that means to me as a creative is that you can envision something and it can be good but when you let people in it can be so much better uh, better than you ever imagined it could be and I met <laughs> I'm my voice is shaking because it was such a powerful experience to execute this project over two years and um, I met so many amazing people and that's what made it special it wasn't putting paint on the wall it was the people and that was one of the greatest lessons I've ever learned in this life and I cannot wait to see um, what happens in the future and the wonderful people I will meet along the way because I I don't know if I can top this experience. It's been amazing. Um, so one of the things I did was include um, Indigenous dancers and get to know them a bit more. And uh, it was inspired from Lloyd Minster's fir very first powwow. Um, and my friend, Randy Noble, who partnered with us in this project, uh, Yellowfinch Images, she uh, took these extraordinary photos and that's really when like that magic spark clicked of like this is it this is what we need this is what we need to use and um, partnering with Randy even though she had never <laughs> it was a big leap of faith never painted a mural before I was like oh you'll learn <laughs> and we had such a blast and um, of course the Lerminster Region Health Foundation was a supporter helped fundraise they were a huge part and their board saw this for what it was they saw the truth and reconciliation piece for our community um, i just couldn't see it yet and they they were certain that this was it and um, so their unwavering faith um, in myself and my team and their ceo uh, stephanie monroe were the reason this project uh, came into fruition the reason it happened um, and we are having a final ceremony on September 14th so you'll get to meet all these people that I'm talking about in Lloydminster um, we're having ceremony drumming dancing a feast I'm very excited <laughs> and um, so one of the people I met and who her daughter who they call princess because she's always princess of the powwow uh, is on the mural um, and her name is Jeteres and she uh, so I got to talk to her mom who has 14 children so she had to escape into her vehicle at night <laughs> to get on this podcast so uh, I loved learning about how they travel the powwow circuit and how her creative family they drum and they sing and they dance and they create indigenous costume and pieces and it's so cool so I can't wait for you to tune into that um, if uh, you are interested in in living a more expansive life and uh, you want the tools to do so, I have my book. It's called Color Me Happy. No way. Uh, see your everyday ordinary as extraordinary because I truly think that is possible uh, for everyone. I'm not saying I'm going to dish you out an easier life. I'm going to give you the tools uh, so you can live your life um, and enjoy the smaller moments which uh, when you are more present when you are more mindful that uh, you ha it's like you've tapped into yourself and your creativity and how you can expand as a human being um, and just live a good life every day um, by embracing it all 
and and like I said, like especially when we relate back to or go back to this project, like that it wasn't always easy. There were there were difficult parts that I had to sit in and overcome, and now I see them as um, moments of strength and. Uh, you know, it wasn't easy at the time. And that's what the book is about. So check that out. And also, if you're into learning about murals or portraiture, we have classes, we have our portrait class. Um, That is why I can execute a mural so large because I've drawn like 1000s of faces. Uh, So when it comes to expanding that mural, and that image, I have confidence that I will know how to do that with the tools uh, that I've practiced and techniques that I've honed over the years. And um, a lot of them really made this uh, project come together um, seamlessly, like we installed it in 14 days. So um, knowing how to make that happen, right? So if you're just starting, the sketchbook project is free and you can dip into there if you're like just an emerging artist or um, wanting to get creative. The sketchbook project is free and um, you just sign up in our newsletter and email. Um, it's right in like, it's easy. It's right in the notes. Uh, and that will just get you creating and tapped into your magic every day. Uh, the next step would be if you're into portraiture, learning those techniques and those transfer techniques and how to get those perfect um, images. Um, and then if you're, look, if you're creative and looking to expand your mural practice um, and do projects similarly to this, like a community mural project or how to dip your toes in at all, how to get started, we have our free mural bundle. So that will give you our tips. And then we have our mural class which is a bit more in depth, very in depth. I covered everything because your first mural is scary. Okay. Uh, Thank you for being here, friend. Enjoy this episode. And as always, we appreciate your time and we hope you choose love first and become, uh, and it becomes a huge expander in your life. And uh, I'm going to go back to enjoying my holiday. So you just said you're in your car to find peace and quiet. Yeah, I'm in my SUV right now. Uh, the little ones are sleeping in my room. Sorry. And then my all my teenagers and my daughters and my son-in-law are um, having a movie night. So I thought, well, I'm not going to ruin their movie. So I'll come in my car <laughs> and talk since it's like the quietest place where no one's going to come knocking on the door and bug mom right now. <laughs> You're so sweet. I'm so glad you took the time to sit down with me um, because you probably just don't have any. Um, I got a little bit of rest um, half an hour ago. I w- we had a, a late Easter dinner today as we were gone to um, the celebration out in Enoch First Nation in Alberta. They had a traditional powwow out there this past weekend. So, wow, (laughs) excuse me, we were were out there, all my boys went to sing, they set up their drum group, and um, my younger ones danced, my girls danced, and it was a busy weekend, we had to take four vehicles, oh my (laughs) god, four vehicles, yeah, and so we didn't get to celebrate Easter on Sunday, so when we got home, 
you know, we got a chance to rest and then we had our Easter dinner. Kids had their Easter baskets yesterday. So, so we kind of made it all, you know, evenly happen and without any chaos. And so, yeah, I got a little bit of rest today out of all this weekend, half hour of it, got to, you know, relax. And mind you, I'm also expecting uh, baby 17. I'm four months. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my goodness. So you're probably a little bit tired, hey? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I I usually don't really, you know, this is my time right now. You know, when the kids um are asleep, this is my time. I, I'm usually up until about midnight and I'll watch a movie in my room. I have a big uh, projection screen in my room. So when the kids are asleep, they... I get to watch my movie while they're asleep. <laughs> That's your time. Okay, let's yeah. give everyone a little bit of a background. So you said this will be baby 17? Yes, I have I have um 14 right now. And then we had two miscarriages, uh one last year and just recently in um uh December. And oh then goodness. we found out we were pregnant like right after our miscarriage, we found out we were pregnant and um, this one's going to stay. So we found that out through ultrasound and um, doctors been keeping an eye on everything. Baby's got a strong heartbeat. So, you know, this one's going to stay. We, we, we hope that we go full term and that everything works out for us. And so far, so good. <laughs> mm, I'm sending some love your way. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually um, sitting, um, in my vehicle with my oldest daughter. This is my oldest, my firstborn daughter. Hi. <laughs> hi. Nice one to of the dancers. She's my jingle dress dancer. She's part of, um, you know, the ones that make my, my girls' outfits, the smaller ones. She uh, sews their dresses and she does a little bit of beadwork and stuff like that, so. She keeps her little sisters um, looking good out there. And I used to sew when they were smaller, but um, as they got a little older, they started to come around the table and, you know, bug mom. And so I couldn't really sew. So I just thought, well, you know, it's just time to put things away. And I thought, you know, when my girls get older and their time comes, I will show them you know, to sew and, you know, little basic stuff here and there. And they picked up, they picked up really good because, uh, you know, when they become women on, you know, they first get their time, they, that's when they start to, um, they start to sew and bead and, you know, do crafts and all that stuff and, you know, help mom around the kitchen. And I don't really usually push like how some families push the five-year-olds or six-year-olds to, you know, start learning how to use the broom or, you know, wipe a little dishes. You know, I don't really push them at that age. Like, I, I think maybe that's why I kind of overexhaust myself sometimes because I baby them that way. But, you know, I have my own ways and so far so good. So that's so, nice. Yeah. I think everyone, yeah, does feel pressure when society tells you something should be one way. but. I think it's nice that you um, follow your instincts and and um, 
because you know kids only get to be kids one time true yes mm -hmm. <laughs> yep when i had my first uh baby boy i asked my grandma who had 13 how the heck she did it and she said well the older ones helped with the middle ones and the middle ones helped with the younger ones yeah is that how it works with us yep yep my older daughter hers jazera her name's jazera she's like the second mummy and then my my other daughter she's um 21 she's like the third mummy but she's she's too soft <laughs> she can't really put her foot down with them not like us i mean my oldest daughter like she's learned from mom how to you know put her foot down and you know we have mean voices and you know we have nice voices so when the kids know okay this is the tone and you know we gotta you know we gotta listen and we gotta help and so yeah she's 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 the second mom and then my boys my boys don't want us to um <coughs> excuse me they um they don't like to see us you know and they're like me their sisters do so much around the house so they take it upon themselves to also you know sweep and mop and you know no mom you know you don't need it i'll do it i'll do it like they're they're picking up on that and they you know they learn to um, give us a break too and then they you know the little ones they'll take them off our way once in a while put on a movie and so we could like cook and do other stuff so everybody has that certain job in the house and we don't really um ask the little ones to do too much but you know pick up their toys of course and you know mm -hmm. put trash in the garbage and stuff like that pick up little cups and bowls and stuff and throw them in the oh my skin. gosh there's so much yeah <laughs> from each each person yeah um where did the uh because you said um is it nine of your uh children dance mm. all my five girls do the five girls dance and two two boys my my five-year-old and my nine-year-old my 10-year-old my 10-year-old is wanting to but um sometimes he he says he wants to and then he does you know every odd time he will but he, like, he's not like always one of the dancers but well, all the girls and a couple of boys do and then the rest of the boys sing they mm. sit at the drum and they sing yeah and then so my, were you my, a dancer then i was when i was younger yeah i i used to dance jingle that was my first dance and then my second was um traditional oh, okay yeah so i still have my outfit i keep it because i always think you know one day i'll dance and i did last year but this year i don't think <clears throat> that i will because you know i'm pregnant and don't want to put too much on myself this year mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so who taught you to dance myself and my dad my mother um was catholic and my father was raised cultural so and i'm their only child i was the only child that they have together and so um 
because mom was always busy working and stuff like that, he took me with him, you know, traveling ever since I was about five years old. I traveled with him throughout Saskatchewan and Alberta. He took me to powwows because he sang. He had his own drum group as well. And so I kind of picked up. He would make me watch the girls dance and he would tell me to watch their footwork. And, and then he would tell me, you know, if you want to dance, then I'll get you a dress and all that. So sure enough, he did because I agreed that I, I thought, you know, I wanted to dance and try it. So I did. And he bought me my first outfit. And then it, it just started from there. He bought me a jingle dress. And How old were you? I was about seven years old. And then I danced straight up until I was 17. So that impacted you in a really big way. Yes, it did. Like, I I don't believe in, um, you know, my, my mother was uh, totally against our culture because <laughs> it was just because of the way she was raised by her father. They, they were Catholic and, you know, they didn't really um, go like, you know, the cultural way with dancing and smudging and, you know, all that. And so... But she eventually, you know, wanted to wanted to see that side of where we were going. You know, she she kind of had an idea what, you know, what we were going to. But she didn't want to disobey her father. And so it was just our, my dad's choice to take me along with him. And I chose that way. You know, I did go to church with my mom and, you know, her family. But um you know, I learned to adapt to both sides, mm. like the church and, you know, our cultural way and stuff like that. So was that, was that difficult for you? No, it wasn't like I, I wasn't given, you know, um, like a, a choice or anything. I, it was just something that I, I chose to do, you know, mm -hmm. because I believe, you know, whether, you know, it doesn't matter where we pray. He listens anyways. Mm. You know, our prayers are heard either way, you know, in church or the cultural way. It's it's still the same regardless. Even if you're, you know, in your room, kneeling at your bed or, you know, sitting in your car and it, he still hears you. It doesn't matter. So I, I didn't, I, it was just a choice to, you know, to learn both ways. And it was, it was really interesting. So. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of, of sharing that. Yeah. And looking at it. Yes. Too. Um, then, is that what you teach your own children? Yeah. And then both um, because I had a previous relationship, I have um, 10 kids in my first relationship. And um, he was cultural. And he also read the Bible. So... You know, we both, um, you know, taught our kids both ways and that there was still only one God. And, you know, to this day, it's still like that. They understand, you know, the word of God, the Bible. They understand our cultural ways. They respect both ways. It's not like, oh, you know, we're not supposed to go that way. It's not like that. So mm -hmm. yeah. um, we talk people. about that in um, like uh when we talk about making the mural and that's how we touched base because randy uh noble captured such a beautiful 
uh, photograph from the powwow in in Lloydminster. Um, and I'm am I saying this uh, right, Juderes? No, it's Jutiris. I knew I would. I'm really bad with names, so I get really nervous. Jutiris. Jutiris. Yes. Uh, and is it Jute for short or Jutiris always? Um, we don't we don't call her by her her first name. We call her oh. Princess. I ever since she was uh, born, um, you know, when I first caught her in my arms and stuff, I I called her Princess. And okay. That's just the name that she's been stuck with. And of course, you know, Princess we, would be on the side of a building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny because all these years uh, we've called her Princess. And when she first started school in kindergarten, um, you know, most children would tell the teachers their first name and real name, right? Because, but she didn't understand, you know who Jatiris was when they were calling her <laughs> and I did mention on the application when she registered for kindergarten that she was used to being called princess so I don't really think I don't know if they read that part I had to remind them because <laughs> there was like Jatiris and she wouldn't pay attention right she would just be like looking around like who are they calling and then the teacher had told me you know she's not responding to her name and I was like well, that's because uh, she listens to Princess more, <laughs> and everybody calls her Princess. So. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, and and in the photograph that we're using, she's basically wearing a crown. So yeah, she she um she represented our nation where I'm from, uh, Mosquito Grizzly Bear Head Lean Man First Nation. It's about um, 25 minutes south of uh, Battleford. It's a, a community of now um, over, we'll say, 5,000 people. And um, it's a small reserve right now. Not all 5,000 reside on the reserve. There's probably maybe only 1,500 to 2,000 that reside there. And the rest are all in urban settings, you know, such as myself. Due to, you know, housing and stuff like that. So... But um, we did receive a new house last year. We were selected for a new house and, you know, back in our homeland. So, um, you know, we're really looking forward to um, having a fresh start. Maybe this year our house will be ready. And we've been living in Lloyd Minster for the past uh, nine years. So it's going to be a big change. And because we've been so busy, you know, so used to having to, you know, have such you know, fast food and, you know, just to drive down to the mall and stuff like that, where it's probably going to be different for us. And the last time I lived on my reserve was when I was 16. That's when I met my kids' dad. And I've been out here ever since. I'm 43 now. Mm -hmm. so, so it's a very different life. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm um, kind of having like an, a little anxiety how I'm going to handle you know, being out on the First Nation compared to being here. So, but I've learned a lot, you know, I've, I've learned a lot all these years and um, I basically, um, you know, left the nest when I was 16 years old, I was on my own. So, um, you know, that was something that my parents were really proud of me because I still kept, you know, going on with my education and, 
Um, that was when I had my first child when I was 16, you know, and I knew how to, um, you know, handle being a mother at that age because I used to babysit a lot when I was younger. So I knew how to take care of my children and, you know, how to take care of a home because my mom was always, you know, sick. They saw, they had diabetes most of their life. So I took that role of cleaning and cooking and doing stuff like that around the house when I was younger. So I think maybe that's why I don't really push my little ones to, you know, try to grow up too fast the way I did. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And uh, Jutira's his middle name is Nahana Clearwater. She carries her dad's last name, Thomas. Okay. Yeah. I have that. Mm-hmm. I have that here. Um, and before what we were talking about um, too, uh, before I brought up princess and her beautiful image um, um, when you were talking about, um, you know, not just believing one thing or the other, but, uh, and, and we talk about in, in our meetings and, and what this mural represents is, is about building bridges and, and, um, uh, you know, not having that separatism, um, of community, but, um, accepting one another yeah. and, and celebrating, uh, different belief systems, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, and, I've, it, and it can't just come from one side. No, no. And, you know, uh, growing up, I've had that opportunity to, you know, I've met other races and, you know, <laughs> we talked about, you know, like who they, you know, how they say in their language, who they pray and, you know, just how different things are. Because, you know, when you meet different people, it's always, you know, you want to learn about their culture and stuff like that. So um, I was very happy to learn, you know, that like the the Chinese way, the the Buddha way, the, you know, all these race, these race, how they go to church and stuff. And mm-hmm. in some ways, it's pretty similar to ours, like the cultural way, you know, like they have to dress a certain way. They, except for, um, some are some are a little more strict in how you dress and who you talk to, like the like the females and the males and stuff like that. Where where ours is, it's not like that. We um, you know, we're pretty outgoing and we don't really have no boundaries or rules or anything in our culture. It's just you know, respect respecting one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's a uh matriarchal am i saying that right more uh, like women are very powerful yes and um i think the reason why they say that it was because you know we're you know the birth givers we were the ones who who give life and you know i was just actually reading some things on uh, facebook that people were sharing tonight about uh, um respecting women you know because you know, a lot of years, these past years, and ever since the MMIW came about, uh, we have so many that, you know, are still missing and they have um, been disrespected by a man. You know, they're either not here because of a man or, you know, just things like that. And they talked about, you know, how 
how much you need to respect the older woman, the younger woman, it doesn't matter who, because, you know, we are the ones who are bringing life into this world. And we're the ones, you know, populating this world. We bring, mm-hmm. we bring life and we're, we're teachers to our children and also to the men. So. There's a lot of uh, beauty and power and strength that goes along along with that. Yeah. Well, and resilience. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I did uh, mention that I have 14 kids. Nine of them are boys. Five of them are girls. And all of them start with J's. All oh, my J's. gosh. <laughs> There's not one name uh, that doesn't start with a J. So they're, even my grandchildren. I have three grandchildren and they all start with J's as well. <laughs> it was just something that I wanted to, you know, um, how we distinguish our family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the powwow circuit, they call us the J family <laughs> because they know every one of us are J's. <laughs> Um, can you talk about the powwow circuit a little bit? Yes, I can. Um, when you, um, like when we first, you know, the, a week, uh, powwow usually is like a three day gathering, which, you know, during the summer, it consists of some weekend, well, every weekend, some weekdays, and it'll be like that from, from June until August, it'll be right from, you know, weekends, weekday, weekends, it'll be back and forth because there's so many communities uh, within the First Nations um, territories. There's Saskatchewan and Alberta. There's also, you know, we go that way to Manitoba and up towards BC, right? So um, everybody kind of wants to get their celebration in. So they 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 go like that like monday uh monday tuesday tuesday wednesday thursday and then friday saturday sunday and every friday and every first tuesday depending there all the grand entries would be towards the evening about seven seven at night and they would all you know gather together and they would have a grand entry and they'd have all like all like the men and then all the women and then all the children um they would make their way into the arbor. That's what you call a grand entry. And they would have like dignitaries. They'd have elders carrying flags representing Canada, Saskatchewan, Alberta. The Now they do have a new flag, which is uh, the Every Child Matters. They carry that in as well. And they have um, uh, speakers that come in after the grand entry. They talk about... Um, they mo- basically talk about, you know, our, our, our respect, our respecting, you know, one another. They pray for each other. They say a prayer for grieving families or, you know, all the children that were um, in residential schools, the MMIW, like they don't leave anybody out during that time. And it usually takes about maybe 20 minutes or so. And then, then they start to, um, they'll share every drum group will come and there'll be about 20 to 30 drum groups coming from all over um, Canada and US. People travel and, and they come from all over. So 
they uh, share their songs during uh, what we call an intertribal after the grand entry. So everybody gets to hear, you know, all the drum group songs that come, which say, well, if there's 30 drum groups, then you hear 30 different songs, right? <laughs> Sometimes they're in different languages as well. There's like Ojibwe, there's Cree, there's Sioux. So they all come around and then they sing their songs. And then after they do like the 30 into tribals or whatever, which is only maybe like tops three minutes, three minutes a song. And then after they do like the, all the intertribals and stuff, and then they get into the competition. Our powwows, some are competition, some are traditional. Traditional meaning uh, every dance category, right from the uh, adults, seniors, and children, they all get paid after they dance, which would range from like 20 to $50. Some get 100 the older ones get 100 the adults usually get 50 and then the smaller ones would get like 25 or 30 like that but where you go to a competition powwow you get judged you get judged by your footwork you get judged by your outfit and you accumulate points for that weekend like friday saturday sunday sunday is where you know whether you made the top 10 and you would place in the top five they would have prize money for first second third fourth and fifth so there's a difference there like traditional you get paid right away after you dance competition you wait till the last day to see if you placed and some of the prize money ranges like say first for the adults would be about fifteen hundred dollars and then the last would be about seven hundred six hundred dollars so sometimes they're they're dancing for big money. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So and then traditional where it's just the same amount every day for three yeah. days. Yeah. And so the you you as a family travel and do the yeah. circuit? Yes. Every year. I've been doing it ever since I was on my own. Ever since I had my first child. What? Yeah. That yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> sometimes people you know they say you should do like a little documentary on you know how you get ready for your day and what you pack and you know how the kids get involved and or I even got asked to write a book you know because um you know my ever since I've been on my own I've been through so much you know we've we all go through so much you know and like um you know, probably wondering why, you know, I had two relationships because obviously the first one didn't work out. Right. So we go, we go through, we go through a lot. So, but all in all, both, um, you know, my, my other kids' dad, my ex-husband and uh, my common-law now, we all get along. So they both talk. So we, um, we co-parent really good where he uh, gets the kids during the week, they come back to me on weekends because of school and stuff like that right now. So we're, we're pretty good like that. And we help each other out with, um, you know, a lot of things too. Um, vehicle, vehicle fixing and all that. Like we work pretty well together, which I'm really happy with. Like, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you're such, you guys are such good people because 
you know, both the kids' dads get along. They can both sit at the table and have coffee together while, you know, I'm with the kids in the living room or picking up stuff off the floor. And, you know, it's not awkward or anything. Mm -hmm. you know? And every family does does look different. And like my friend has a weaving business and she they just moved uh, out to BC uh, and they she and ended up weaving so like baby wraps and she actually her whole company's run by her her ex-husband and her and they weave on these machines so they decided they didn't have to weave in Lloydminster anymore they could weave in a better spot yeah they just sell it by the the meter so they got a place on a on a river in BC and it's really beautiful but and, and yeah, they all they all get along clearly because they all still live kind of like together in the same yeah. space, yeah. and it's it is possible, and 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 you know it doesn't have to be one way. No, no, we um you know when we separated, that was something that I had talked about when we knew we were going to separate was, um he didn't want me to move far because you know in case um if anything happened to the kids or emergency that he needed me you know there and that or i needed him right so uh he's from onion lake first nation which is only about uh 40 minutes from lloydminster going north so that's how close i stayed because you know we we decided that you know in case anything that we would i would be near and he would be near right so mm -hmm. <laughs> excuse me but yeah when, and then when we travel with all the kids I and my older daughter and my granddaughter were all in my SUV there would be seven of us in here and she has her own vehicle that my her and my other daughter share so my other daughter would take like maybe four in hers or five and then you know my common-law now would take in his truck because he's the one who pulls our trailer we 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 uh we bought a trailer last summer and it sleeps 12. so he he pulls that along you know when we travel so we're not like you know getting hotel rooms or anything like that and mm -hmm. and it would, it's oh i couldn't imagine trying to get a hotel <laughs> but when I do get hotels, we're getting suites that are side by side, you know, connecting yeah. or yeah. So that that's was... a good idea to get a trailer, though. That that yeah. probably helps a lot. You just have oh, to yeah. pack it. That's all. It has bunk beds. It's got bunk beds. The table can you know go into a bed, and there's also a pull-out queen in the living room, and then we have the master room. So, and there's a, a quite a big better room for myself and my common-law and the five smaller ones we we're like we're like this on the bed we're just like in a row <laughs> so yeah the kids learn to adapt to be in the trailer and it's it's pretty it's really warming to be in there as well because it's cozy it's like mm -hmm. our second home during the summer and we're never here during the summer like at our house and the kids would honestly rather be in the trailer traveling than being here yeah that's how easy it is yeah and then i have like an outdoor kitchen outside so i could cook outside or inside and 
Yeah, the kids love it. It was a, and, it, and those are beautiful memories. Yes, it is. You know? And most of them, you know, that most of the times were it's so comfy try, just being all together. You know, knowing that I have all 14 of my kids with me and my grandchildren, I can see that they're safe, they're not hungry. You know, they're they're not hurt, they're not lonely. And then their dad will, you know, their dad will also come traveling sometimes with us and then, or he'll meet up with us. So that makes it all better for them too, when their dad's around. Mm -hmm. And then we're all, we're all, we're all around. And, and it's funny because when we, when we uh, go to camp, he camps not too far from us. <laughs> so that way, you know, the kids are, they're not wandering too far to find him. So, which is, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice to have us all together like that. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. it's like a beautiful chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that does happen. We have our yeah. own sometimes, but you know, we don't let it, you know, discourage us from being a family or anything. No, no. And, and we're all just really, we're all just doing our best every day. And, uh, and you know working toward grander things one small step yeah, at a and, time and most of all healthy you know having you know being healthy healthy minds healthy hearts healthy you know help just just being happy and you know when there's um we rarely have um disputes or or someone's not happy you know we are we are always trying to make things work or you know make one satisfied mm -hmm. well, I am anyways so <laughs> that's your main job <laughs> yeah yeah with the little ones too and you know when i know you know they're they're having a little feud over a toy well mom's gonna go out and you know i'm gonna get like five toys all the same so they're not arguing or fighting over one they'll just be different colors <laughs> yeah i don't like uh conflict either yeah no <laughs> it's something that i i've ever grew up around so i've always wanted to have a um, healthy relationship and healthy children so so far you know so good but we did have some of our days such as you know dealing with so many losses and you're probably wondering, you know, somewhere where my parents are. Um, my brothers, my sister, I did have brothers and a sister, but um, in 2015, I lost my sister to suicide. Um, she was in a relationship it wasn't very long and she ended up finding out that she was pregnant and she um, contracted AIDS from this partner that she she thought you know told her the truth and all that stuff and um, she was hurt when she found out she was sick um, she dealt with her sickness for eight years and then after her son turned eight, 
she committed suicide because she couldn't live knowing that she couldn't have, you know, a partner because she thought nobody would want her because of her sickness or nobody wanted to be with her. No one wanted to be around her. That was her thoughts, you know, all this negative thinking that came into her mind took over and caused her to commit suicide. And so she left us um, back in 2015. And then not long after, that was in July, July 1st. And then my oldest brother, he was 42 at the time. He had diabetes and he had a heart attack in December. So my sister passed in July, my brother passed in December. And then my other brother passed in January. He had an attack as well. And then in 2018, my, my father fell sick. He too had diabetes and he was going through um, dialysis. Same with my mother. Both were on dialysis. And then not long after my dad was doing dialysis, he had passed just the day before his birthday in April in 2018. So, you know, losing my father, you know, had a big impact on my mom. And she left five weeks after his death, just two days before my birthday in June, June 7th. She had passed as well. So she had basically I, was oh heartbroken when my dad left. So you know, everybody has left me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so sorry I'm, to hear that. Yeah, I don't have no parents and, you know, my my siblings are gone. And it was really hard. You know, I, I then um, was adopted by one of my cousins. He um, told me I can call him brother, you know, after I lost my family because he knew that I didn't have you know, brothers or sisters. So um, after we, you know, we got close, we traveled together, we traveled the circuit together as well, you know, powwows and stuff. And he sang. He too had a heart attack last summer and he passed in May. Yeah, so... You know, basically, you know, everybody that I got close to left. Also, my nephew, my sister's son, came to stay with me for a while. He was um, 38, and he helped me with the kids. You know, he he wanted to travel with us, and he wanted to, you know, get into the cultural way as well. And then he he drowned last year, too. He passed in, in June. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. so much grief. It has been. And, you know, it took me so long to, to mend my heart in so many ways, you know, and, but I believe that my children kept me strong all these years, you know, and they mm. still do. And, you know, I feel it when they're not here because, you know, I, you know, the lonely loneliness kicks in and stuff like that. So I really, I love it when they're all around me. You know, they, they fill me, they fill my heart. They fill the emptiness. 
they have a so, way of keeping you in the moment yes exactly so <laughs> but yeah i've that's where um you know where you know my family members now you know that are no longer with us and you know i basically do everything on my own along with my common law my common law has been my number one supporter and you know he's comforted me in so many ways along with my kids dad as well you know he's been there and he's they've both been in some days i think to myself you know i don't know whether if i want to get close to anyone anymore because what if they leave me you know and when they say you know people can die of a broken heart i believe it because you know i my heart aches so much and you know i feel you know one day what if i'm not here as well you know because you never know you never mm -hmm. know and i feel that grief still hits me once in a while in waves and but i keep their memory alive you know i've i've did memorials we do um we celebrate their past lives in through round dances. I don't know if you ever heard of a round dance. Mm -hmm. The round dance is um, it's usually held like on a weekend, and they usually start about eight o'clock at night to three three o'clock in the morning, and they have hand drums. Um, I don't think I have one. I would have showed you how it looks. <laughs> a bunch of people once again they come all over and singers come and they sing throughout the night but only this way everybody's joining hands right everybody oh, wow. everybody joins hands and they you know kind of do like a sidestep like a circular motion like they go around they go clockwise you never go counterclockwise because it's it's not right we're always you know, going forward because we go forward in life, no matter what, right? We just take those steps in life and we go forward. So that's the round dance and we honor, you know, our past loved ones through a round dance. We, um, we bring up their pictures, we share meals, we talk about, you know, what kind of life they had before they had left. And, you know, everybody comes and celebrates, you know, the life that they once had here. And it's not only memorials, like it's even like a birthday. You can have a celebrate a birthday and everybody comes and celebrates their birthday, like how you would, you know, have a party or something. But this way it's just through song and dance and you share a meal and would be like the midnight lunch, they call it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they offer gifts like we have a giveaway where uh we purchase gifts and we um we hand them out to visitors that come like if you came to one of our celebrations we would you know we would give you a gift you know like you would go home with gift because that's you know just our way of showing appreciation for you coming to support the family and stuff like that so yeah have those but, been just really important to you they just for I mean, processing what you've gone through yes because when i put up memorials for my late parents the past three years and we just did a memorial for my brother uh, a 
couple months ago. So when when people come to celebrate with us, you know, they help me, they take some of my grief and they they come in, replace it with, you know, warmth, love, you know, just letting me know that they're there for me as well. You know, they, mm-hmm. they come in, you know, especially the hugs and, you know, the good words and to keep moving forward. Like there's a lot of compassion in both ground dance and powwows. And then they also, we also have sun dances. Sun dances are held throughout the summer as well, but they have like a different lodge. They call it like a, like an outside lodge. It's kind of, if you've seen a teepee, then these lodges are kind of similar. They go around like a teepee, but they're, they're all made of like, like the wood. And the trees, they go like all around, like in a, um, like a, a circle or, and then they have the one entrance where people go in. But the only place you go into a Sundance is if you're going there to dance. And when you dance in the Sundance Lodge, you're, you're praying during the, during the day. And you, um, we have prints. And they're in, they come in different colors, like red and yellow, blue and green and red and white. Every color has a meaning for all our, all our celebrations, like round dance, sun dance, powwow. They all have colored prints. And when you bring in prints, they know what you need prayers for. And the sun dances where, you know, you always, you don't come there wearing regular pants. You have to be wearing a ribbon dress or a dress just in respect to the men. Okay. Yeah. You cover yourself just to respect the men, even powwows, you know, round dances as well. So um, there's many things in our cultural culture that we you know celebrate in similar to powwows and stuff like there's um there's a celebration you call like the giveaway dance which is similar to a round dance but you're you go to choose your partner like who you want to dance with and you also offer them a gift and you dance with your you know your your partner that you pick to give a gift to and they and then once the song is over there they take the gift and it could be anything from a blanket to a car to bikes anything earrings anything you know whatever they have in their hand you know when they offer you know ask you to dance that will be yours after after the dance and you know you wouldn't even believe some people even give horses <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's well, a giveaway. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing. I don't want to take up too much of your time because you're just such an amazing woman. And uh I'm grateful for all that you've shared tonight. And I hope that we when are you moving? When are you moving from Lloydminster? 
I will know more. Um, probably in July, I will know more. But I know for sure we are seeing um, throughout the summer. This this will, might be our last summer here. Yeah. I haven't really touched base with them because they've been busy as well. Like our, our First Nation is doing a lot for our youth and our elders. Mm -hmm. And um, they've been really busy. They just took all our elders. Uh, we have about 2,500 elders. They took them on uh, a trip to Las Vegas. There was uh, 55 elders that went to Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because not many elders in the reserve get to leave, right? They don't get to leave. They're always at home. You know, they're, they're forgotten sometimes. And it was very nice of them to get two charter buses and take them to Vegas and show them all the lights, the fancy stuff. They were there for five days. They came home and now they're taking the elders again out to uh, New Mexico for a gathering, which is called the Gathering of Nations powwow. I don't know if you heard of that. Wow, the, that's cool. It's the world's biggest powwow and they're leaving on the 27th there so they're going to be out there celebrating um you know the elders are going to get to see the world's largest power out there oh that so would be extraordinary reserve, yeah our reserve is doing amazingly well for all their memberships there and i really got to acknowledge uh, chief tanya stone for all her hard work chief tanya stone has been a part you know of the princesses life my daughter's life you know they got in to make a little bond while she represented our first nation and you brought up the muriel of her being on the picture she was totally blown away she was so amazed she she i think i think she's gonna come and be in attendance so you might get to meet her when the painting goes up and you know everybody gets to see it so that would because be amazing. I would absolutely love that. We all would. We're going to have a feast. I don't know the exact day, but um, once we do know some dates, um, hopefully we can see you there. Um, I think we're going to do the final ceremony, though, in September, just because everyone's away in the summer. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So. You know, everybody wants to go out and enjoy that weather, you know. Yeah. Which I totally understand. So yeah. we'll do the uh, final ceremony, um, especially because, you know, then some schools can be a part of it. And uh, I think that's important with youth and education and uh, why we're doing it mm -hmm. um, and uh, bringing a community together. So, um, yeah, I will email you what I know. <laughs> I'm still learning so much. Uh, it has been a really beautiful experience yeah. so far. Um, I could sit and talk about, you know, our culture because I've, it's been beautiful. I've been raised that way for all my life. And I've been teaching my kids that way all my life. So, you know, it, to share our way is is not wrong. I, I, I love to share our culture because I want people to know, you know, we we're not out to you know anyone we're not we're not hating on anyone we we're supposed to come together because you know when 
when God made this world, he made all human beings the same. And some of us just had a little lighter skin. Some of us were a little darker. Just doesn't mean we're, you know, we're not no different. And, you know, that, that would make such a big impact for our youth to learn, you know, that we're all the same. You know, some, there's some out there that might, you know, have their disagreement on things like that. But, you know, we pray for them. We pray for them as well. You know, they're, they're not having healthy minds. We pray for them. And so I ran into a few people like that most of my life. And, you know, when I said I would pray for them and that I know that they were taught wrong as well and they don't know any better, I, their mood changed. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for being so kind and inclusive. Um, it does make a difference and it does go a long way. Um, and, um, growing up here, I have had the same, just like, I never knew what to do when it came to, uh, people who, you know, felt like a separatism and, and, uh, I was never brought up that way. So I didn't understand. I did. I still don't understand it. Um, so. I I'm trying to help through my creativity the only way I know how um, and and hopefully it makes a difference you know I'm sure this will I'm sure this will because you know just reading about you know the meaning of this of the mural the colors you know it, it touched me so much and when I explained to my daughter that you know why her picture was going to be there and she she was like in wow she's she's only seven years old and she was in wow she she touched her heart she understood you know why she was asked to you know her picture to be up there and she's she's very happy and she always says you know mom when when can i go see it and i told her you know eventually when we you know you know when you let us know when it's it's going up. Then I told her we'll 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 do a drive by. We'll sneak peek. And she looks at her picture that I that you sent me there, and she looks at it all the time. She's amazed with herself, and it also encouraged her, you know, to be kind to you know her peers and the teachers. She uses her manners very well. You know, being that role model at such a young age, you know, she's she's definitely made a big impact on some already throughout oh, the world. That is amazing. She's she's um, doing a lot of traveling and sharing. So, <laughs> well, Ricky Ducharme, she's on our committee, um, and she she had shared in our live uh, the other day that what what it meant for a young woman, uh, a young Indigenous woman, to see their face up there, and the fact that she's already feeling that and spreading you know, her, she's feeling empowered and she can empower others. Yeah. Yeah. And she definitely felt it. I felt it as well. I was like, you know, I'm not going hasn't to, even gone up yet. I know. I'm like, but <laughs> you know, it, it, I'm so honestly glad that, you know, her, her, her picture was, you know, came upon 
and you know it makes me proud to be her mom and you know to be a mom of all the children like you know you should see them all dressed up and you know singing and stuff and you know you would feel the little well, energy i'll try to make it i'll try yeah. to make it with my with my kids uh this summer somewhere i definitely yeah. want to we definitely always go to onion lake and you know onion lake's not far from here and onion lake is always a welcoming such community. A, yeah such a big powwow too right yes, yes. so <laughs> that would be you know one of the powwows that we we were, we're going to be at this year we when always is it do you know is it booked already yeah it's in july i just seen the poster out yesterday i'll i'll look it up and send you the dates again okay i might be i'm go uh i'm just gonna look uh because i want to know if i can go and that other people should go too um a lot do 20, honestly 23. even like the hutterite colony they come the hutterite colony comes out as well and you know all the you know the the people from bc like that are you know not of first nations you would be amazed of how many non-first nations people come because they're so welcome into the community they're always welcome mm -hmm. and i i was just talking about that one uh documentary um what was it called uh where the non-First Nation people stayed on, you know, the First Nation community to see how they lived. Um, oh, we were just talking. I don't know if it. I saw it. Uh, is it's it on Netflix? Yeah, it's like a it's like a documentary. So they had a little, you know, idea of what goes on, you know, at First Nations because some people say, oh, they do this and they do that, you know, but when they got more clearer picture it all made sense you know some got emotional because you know seeing them dance and celebrate the culture you know they felt that energy they felt that spirit there they felt that they just felt at peace mm -hmm. and they were saying wow you know i never knew this kind of stuff happened throughout the summer and one was saying she wanted to go back and she wanted to um get you know a ribbon skirt and stuff like that made for herself and it's not wrong you know you just because you're not first nation doesn't mean you you can't wear a ribbon dress you can <laughs> you certainly can because you get it gifted to you or you can purchase it for yourself but i think it's a little more meaningful when it's a gift mm -hmm. there is yeah. so much love and acceptance yeah there in is indigenous culture yeah. um and and so i don't see what's wrong with that you yeah. know it, it's um, a very oh it's such a beautiful place to be and there's always a a bunch of activities for the children to do and it's a sober place it's they're all sober mm -hmm. events mm -hmm. we don't have no alcohol you know anything like that used in any cultural events it's all sober and it's all 100 percent, you know racist free and where, where everybody's so joyful, you know, even for the kids when they don't want to watch the power, they have bouncy houses. 
Um, I looked. I couldn't find the 2023 date yet. I hope I'm home. I hope uh, maybe it'll be in like the middle of the mural making and I'll be home. Um, yeah. And I would love, I, I think it was like the 17th last year. But um, I think it's in that same area, like the 17, okay. 18, 19. Yeah, it's somewhere okay. in there. I, I know the post is out. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll keep my eye out and my ear uh, to the ground for that. And uh, hopefully we will meet or there or at the mural um, sometime. But I'm very, very grateful for your time tonight and for your energy because you're just, yeah, I, I'm very grateful to have met you and been emailing with you and uh i can't wait i can't wait for the future <laughs> i know we don't know what it will hold but i'm very excited um and and we'll we'll touch base soon definitely and you know hopefully um you know baby's healthy in that and you get to you know also see the new baby and you know get oh, a full that will be amazing all the kids are excited. I'll get some baby snuggles because I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I honestly thought I was done as well. But, you know, God's will, I guess, you know. He yeah, life it has its own yeah. plans. Definitely. That's for sure. I yeah. mean, I'm fortunately, honestly, very blessed. I'm very grateful to have this honor to carry one more time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I wish you love and happiness and uh and and so so much so much with all that you carry same to you okay we'll talk soon definitely have a good night you too um i'm gonna say this again i'm gonna quote jim again because i love it so much fear is going to be a player in your life but you get to decide how much so your choices every day you get to decide how it overtakes your life you can spend your whole life imagining ghosts worrying about the pathway to the future. But all there will ever be is what is happening here and the decision we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So I, I just love that so much. You should sit on that a little bit um, and really write down what comes up for you uh, when, when we think about those things, like what fears are paralyzing you every day? Um, what can you do right now? to uh overcome them so what can you do in this very moment so say you're like i i'm really scared of like moving my body every day like what will that mean you know like do i have time for it will people judge me while i'm doing it stuff like that so that's a really good example and i'll always go back to nobody actually cares um which is it's it can be um seen as something mean but everyone has so much going on that they really don't care about you in the gym or you uh trying to run or whatever you're trying to do um everything you can fit in i wrote my book in 15 minutes a day i sat and and that was a big one that was a big overcoming fear thing it's like first of all i was told my whole life that i couldn't write so huge like you know putting sentences together speaking clearly public speaking huge one um when you do things in like a daily habitual routine like way um over time they just 
it all melts away. It's like, oh, actually, I can just sit down and write whatever I want now. I could sit down and write a book again if I chose. Every time I write our weekly inspiration letter and when I sit down to get this podcast going, I, I, I am stepping all over that fear of not being able to write or communicate when I have so much to say and so much to offer. And now it's not about me. I think about it in the way of um, the energy around it. So how it's going to affect others, how it can impact their life, how this one thing maybe can change one person's life and, and they can overcome that fear, right? So I really focus on the energy around it. Uh, if, if we're going back to to what you're doing like the gym example or the walking or or are people going to judge me your energy that's what you're focusing on how is that shift in you know being more confident in my own skin going to change my whole entire life by building this habitual good routine into my life it's going to make you happier it's going to make you healthier it's going to make you just have that extra pep in your step I know because I've been there I, I know what daily movement can do, the power of it. How is that going to affect your energy? You're doing that for that energy. You're not doing it so you can go down a pad size. Fuck no. You're doing it because you want to be a better you and see your everyday ordinary is extraordinary. That's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. So thank you for tuning in. We couldn't do it without our amazing uh, also community expanders who focus on the energy uh, we have a lot of local sponsors. We have Red Bicycle Communications, Nouveau Laser and Aesthetic Center, BioClean, Disaster Services, and Oasis. <laughs> I almost did it. <laughs> um, Oasis Hot Yoga Studio and Spin Studio. There we go. Sorry, Oasis. <laughs> um, all amazing community contributors and expanders. And uh, that's the thing. When you do things you love, so many people will come up and meet you at your level and you'll meet the people that were meant to be in your life um and I talk about that a lot in my book like I've let go of a lot of relationships and friendships that were toxic because um you need you need the people that are meeting you at your level and it's it's so important um even what this could be a whole podcast in itself really um, but what you choose to surround yourself with, and that's music, movies, reading, people, okay? Uh, very important. Um, when you start like this, really, the journey of expansion really started for me with like diving into a lot of self-help. And I constantly listen to it in the car. Um, in the morning, I read, I read on it every morning. Um, so those da- daily habits of expansion, again, add up to huge life so and you being here this is it this is a uplifting motivational podcast my book too um all all things that help uplift you and we also do a lot of mind work in our classes if you're um looking to expand your creativity so thank you again for being here love you so much and we'll chat with you if you're looking for some time for yourself to relax, release, and unwind, Oasis has the perfect space for you. They offer yoga and spin classes of all levels. Whether you are a beginner or advanced student, Oasis thrives on accommodating all aspects of the practice. Let their serene environment and gracious staff help you in your journey of peace, 
healing, and strength. Sign up online at www.oasishotyogastudio.com or by downloading the Oasis Hot Yoga Studio app. Feel like yourself. You deserve it.